Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in the Lone Star State talking to my good friend Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com and my favorite conference, FinCon. PT has a lot of great suggestions for us, including where to get the best Tex-Mex and brisket in Dallas, Texas. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Dallas. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, PT, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to hear about Dallas today. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me, man. Anxious to uh, chat with you and share with the good folks uh, all the cool things you can do in my town. What brought you to Dallas? What's your, your connection? I grew up in North Louisiana, only about four hours away. And so this was really our big metro versus New Orleans, which is about five. And so uh, post-college, ended up out here for jobs, man. This is where the the jobs, the economy is booming out here. And so came out here to uh, explore the, the career path and uh, ended up finding my wife out here and, and sticking around. Nice, nice. Yeah, actually, when we were moving out here to Nashville, Dallas was on the list of places to consider. But just to me, it was a little bit too much like LA versus uh, you know some of the other places on the list. And we wanted something a little bit different. But I know that Dallas has been growing quite a bit. And you've been there for how many years now? I've been in Dallas since 2001. Yeah. So what is that? 17 years? Yeah. Yeah. So how's it changed over the 17 years you've lived there? Yeah, it's continuing to boom. I think when I first moved out here, I moved out in the Fort Worth area, which was a little more... If you're coming into town as kind of a country boy like I was, it was a little more easy to swallow than jumping right into the heart of downtown Dallas. <laughs> so Fort Worth's kind of a sleepy town. And I, if you get a chance to pull someone into the podcast to talk about Fort Worth, it's a great city, very under underrated. I do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be focusing on Dallas today, but uh, that's where I started my journey out here. Great city. Okay. You know, I've moved around the Metroplex. I Technically, I live in the northern burbs now, but uh, we spend a lot of time in, in downtown Dallas. And uh I would say the biggest conversion that's happened is that downtown Dallas is now somewhere you would want to go hang out. I think when I first moved out here, it was kind of a ghost town at nights and weekends. There really wasn't anything mm-hmm. down there much to explore, a few things, but uh, it's really expanded in terms of uh, it's still spread out. You mentioned L.A., and I think that's a good comparison. It's just you got to have a car here or access a, yeah. to get around. And so it's just more going on. More is better in a way, and here, especially here in <laughs> Texas. Bigger is better, as they say. So there's just a lot more to choose from and a lot less, uh, I would say, generic things, a lot more like culturally rich and interesting and sort of thoughtful, a lot more thoughts put into sort of the experiences here versus just throwing something up chain like uh, from years past. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like you said, LA is kind of the same way. I used to work in downtown LA uh, and I worked there for 13 years. At the beginning of those years... You had to eat dinner if you're working late by six o'clock. Otherwise, your options were Domino's and Carl's Jr. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. now there's you know, LA Live. There's all sorts of things going on. And it's, it sounds like the same t- thing happening in Dallas. Yeah, it really. So that's really awesome. So if somebody's coming into Dallas, you, like you, you started to mention there as far as needing a car. Uh, I know there's a couple of different airports. Uh, there's Love Field and DFW. Do you have a preference between those two airports? 
Oh man, I love Love Field. It's a really nice new. Uh, they built out the new terminals now. It's really nice and air clean. Um, they've got good restaurants in there. A lot of local flavor. So when you step off the plane in Dallas, you could literally eat at some of the restaurants in the airport and get, be getting like a lot of the local flavor. It's really nice. cool. Nice. And of course, it's a Southwest hub. So they now they're expanding their footprint. The right amendment is no longer in play, meaning they can fly outside of uh, just kind of a close state area and they can fly anywhere now. So there's a lot of direct flights from Love Field to all over the U.S. and even some in the Caribbean and Mexico. So that's been my favorite airport to come into um, as well as leave from. And it's the closest, certainly the closest airport to Dallas proper. Okay. If I were to compare it to DFW, DFW obviously is just going to give you a lot more options. American is also uh, headquartered here like Southwest is. but in, And then so DFW's airport is where American's kind of hub is. Again, you can fly really anywhere in the world from that airport and uh, go direct. And so it's a good location and it's really spread out in terms of the gates. And so there's never really a long security line. There's no funnel you have to go through. So even though maybe jumping from gate to gate and terminal to terminal may take you a long time, when you're literally just going into straight into the gate, the security lines are always really short. But for somewhere like Love, I would actually recommend picking up Clear or picking up, uh, you know, Global Entry. That can kind of be a long line at times. But uh, I love both airports for those both of those reasons. We really like Dallas because they have good airports. It's cheap to fly anywhere in the U.S. And so we do a lot of traveling ourselves. And so uh, we really are fans of both places. But but love gets the nod because it's uh, it's got Southwest there and it's such a smaller, more intimate experience. For sure. I, I'm a big fan of Southwest. I have the companion pass. I've had it for 14 years. But awesome. the problem is that there's generally not very many lounges at the airports that, that Southwest flies into. And so, you know, having the lounges like the Amex Platinum uh, Centurion Lounge. And you know, all the other lounges over at DFW, it, it kind of tilts it back and forth there, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I'm not much of a lounge guy, so I guess that doesn't affect me. But uh, <laughs> if, if I were doing a lot of that, I, I would say definitely DFW is where you got to go. For sure. And then uh, you mentioned also there as far as uh, needing a car. So Dallas is spread out. You need a rental car, right? Because uh, there's not a lot of public transportation in the town. It's gotten better. It's gotten really good, actually. I mean, you can take uh, trains from DFW into downtown Dallas or Fort Worth. And I don't think you can take a train from Love, but Uber is everywhere, uh, busing is everywhere, and you can get to train lines relatively quickly. It's just not an extensive train line like you would find in a lot of other metros. So, And it's just not as used, I would say, as by the general population. And so, yeah, I think having a rental car is probably your best bet when you come into Dallas, just because there's so, everything is so spread out. And I think if you were trying to navigate it all with strictly with public transport, you'd spend half the time planning your next route while you're here. And some people are good with that and that's cool. But I think just to be able to hop in a car, there's so much room. Parking's typically not an issue most everywhere you go. And so I think having a rental car here makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You said there's a lot of parking. Is the parking expensive or is it pretty cheap? Uh, if you want to park in downtown, it's cheap if you're willing to walk a few blocks. There's five dollar okay. a day parking, you know, relatively close to downtown, so it's not that bad. Nice. So when people are coming into Dallas, is there a certain times of the year that it's better than others to visit? I would recommend this time of year actually, which is the fall here right now. It's beginning in November, and to me, this is a really good time to be here. Our state fair just ended, and if you're going to go to any state fair across the country, I think the Texas State Fair is a pretty good one to go to, and so that's a good experience that we just got through wrapping up. The The weather here is finally starting to cool off. We have really hot summers, 
And so unless you're a heat guy or going to be inside the whole time, if you like to explore the outdoors of Dallas, this is the perfect time to come do it. And uh, the leaves are turning. It's beautiful. It's a little windy, but it's really kind of a crisp, nice time to be in town. Early spring is also nice here. Um, We do have a kind of a short winter. I would say only three weeks of like really bundled up cold, cold weather where there's potential for ice or snow. But for the most part, our winters are really mild. And so I really like the six months that we're just getting to right now. It's it's kind of some of my favorite times to be here in Dallas. So if you're up north and you're looking for somewhere a little more milder climate to come check out, and I would recommend Dallas and save Maybe save Colorado for the summertime where where it's a little cooler, it's cool, cooler than the <laughs> summer months. But because uh, it can just get so, so hot. And if you want to try to do anything outdoors here in the summer, it's just pretty brutal unless you're on a lake or you're finding a water park. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of outdoors, there's there's quite a few like trails and, and parks to go to. Let's talk about a couple of those. Yeah. Let's see. I've written a couple of these things down here. There's the Katy Trail, which is a long old railroad track, I believe, that kind of runs through the heart of. Dallas and up to the kind of the uptown area and the north kind of some of the northern burbs and that's just a great if you're a biker that's a great bike trail to jump on let's see there's the uh what's it called uh, the white rock white rock lake yes yes white rock lake is the closest lake to downtown Dallas and they've got an awesome trail all the way around it's a beautiful area if you catch it the right time of year certainly Lots of runners go out there, lots of fun runs. I saw that right next to the White Rock Lake is the Arboretum and Botanical Garden. Yes, yes, that's absolutely beautiful. If you uh, are interested in just being outdoors in Dallas at all, that's almost like a must-stop area. Um, just a beautiful garden and Arboretum where you can walk and just enjoy like what the folks have preserved and, and created there. So a good place. I, we brought the family there a few times just to picnic and kind of walk around and explore. So it's, that's a good time. And it's pretty massive. I think I, I was reading that it's about 66 acres. Yep. It's a big property. Yep. Nice. And I uh, also saw that you can actually go into that for free with the city pass. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So with the city pass, you get like four different attractions for around like 50 bucks a person. So that's, that's a really inexpensive way of being able to see some of the highlights of the city. Yep. That is good. I highly recommend that Yeah, because it's got the uh, Bush library on there now, which is our, one of our newer features. Which mm-hmm. is really nice. If uh, I, I would say outside of the Ground Zero Museum, the new one in New York, it's one of the better places to kind of experience what it was like on the day uh, 9-11 happened. Uh, George Bush obviously was president during those years, and so they did a really good job of preserving that experience. Um, and so the Bush Museum is a good place for, uh, for checking that out. I know that's part of that City Pass package. Yeah, yeah. I remember going and seeing the, some of the tours in New York at uh, Ground Zero, and it's just so powerful and so emotional. Mm-hmm. And like the way you're describing it at the Bush Museum, I'm sure they, they've done similar mm-hmm. uh, work there. Yep, yep. So what are some of the other things that you should obviously check out? There's obviously the Sixth Floor Museum. You know, that's really number one on my list. They have done such a good job of preserving the history and really giving you the whole picture about that uh, unfortunate event in Dallas. But uh, it really put the city in terms of on a, on a national map with that event. Unfortunate event, but it did happen. And, you know, all the history behind it, all the, you know, conspiracies that, that surround that whole mm-hmm. historic event are just endless. And the museum really did a, does a good job of kind of capturing what it was like. Um, you can literally go up into the perch where Oswald supposedly fired the shots down onto Dealey Plaza. 
it's all still intact there. You know, you can really go experience history and, and walk the sidewalks right beside where the motorcade was going and be on Dealey Plaza and just really put yourself where the Zabruder film was was shot and just to kind of really go into that. So if you're in any way, you know, interested in history, because I think all the conspiracies around it, it just it's a fascinating topic you can really get into. And, and that that museum there um, is literally where, you know, Oswald uh, did the deed, supposedly. So it really just puts you right into the heart of kind of that whole experience. So highly recommend that. Unfortunately, that's what we're known for, but they did a good job of owning it and just saying, okay, if we're going to, this is going to be what we're known for, let's have the best museum in the world on this subject. And that's what they've done. For sure. And actually, I believe if you walk out to where the road is there, you can actually see there's like a bullet hole. I don't know if it was a hole or just an indent that happened in the cement from one of the bullets hitting the curb. Yeah, they've got all kinds of cool things like that. Mark still on the ground. And like I said, it really is a real preservation of the history of that event. So definitely worth experiencing. For sure. And so we only have a few more minutes and I don't want to miss out on, on the food of, of Dallas. <laughs> and I know that there's obviously a lot of good, really good food there. So let's talk about some of your favorites. Yeah, uh, absolute favorites are the uh, is Mikosina. So it's a Tex-Mex restaurant, a little nicer and they have some sunset fajitas there, they call it. It's, it's fajitas with queso, and it's just a phenomenal meal. And that's that's my number one meal in town. They're also, there's Hutchins for a barbecue. Okay. They are in the northern burbs, but if you want to stay in the downtown area, there's a place called Pecan Lodge. And that's really one of the number one rated Texas barbecue places that you're going to find in this state. And it's located in Deep Ellum, which is a really cool kind of arts and culture district southeast of downtown it would make for just a great time walking around the deep Ellum area and then getting you some brisket at Pecan Lodge. That would be a really cool Dallas experience. Um, I asked Jessica who's single lives near the city. She's my employee and she recommended Mercat Bistro, which is a French uptown restaurant and they have a green tea croissant, which is really good. She also recommended over easy, which is a breakfast place and they have biscuit and hash brown bombs which I guess is kind of like a skillet. It sounds really good. Oh, okay, okay. And then the last one she recommended was called Rise One, which is in Park Cities, and they have souffles uh, and something called marshmallow soup. Interesting. So those are our, our food recommendations for town. There is so much good stuff to eat here. Just come and uh, and get the Yelp out and uh, just go to town, man. You can eat for days here. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned like Texas barbecue at Hutchins. What's the difference between Texas barbecue versus some of the others? Well, the focus on brisket, and I would say slow cooking it, and uh, a less of a focus on sauce. Whereas I think I think your uh, your St. Louis and your East Coast Carolina barbecues have a heavy focus, I think, on their sauce, and they're more pork based. Um, although St. Louis can be beef based, but their focus may be on ribs or steaks. Uh, we really nail brisket here in Texas, and uh, slow cooked. I'm talking about like 12, 15 hour cooked brisket to perfection. You don't need to slather sauce on it. You know, it just really tastes phenomenal. And it comes with, you know, all the fun sides, of course, but really the focus is on the brisket and making that like bite just perfect. And that's what they do really well here. And to me, it's unmatched uh, in any, anywhere else. So we got a couple of really good restaurants here. So. Right on. Yeah. It's, we're recording this right before lunchtime. And I mean, my mouth is watering just hearing because <laughs> I'm a big brisket guy. I love that. And I, I'm not very big on the sauces. You know, I like yep. things more plain where I'm able to just to taste the flavor of, of the actual food and not worry about the sauce. And so that sounds perfect to me. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I was reading, there's a couple of places that I was reading about. One, it's called El Phoenix. 
Mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, one of the oldest Mexican chain restaurants in the U.S., and they have their original location there in Dallas. Have you been there? I have. That's really a fun location, too. It's kind of a fun atmosphere, and it's right there. Dallas has a section called the West End, and it's close to the American Airlines Center where the Mavericks play and the Stars play. That's where El Phoenix is, and uh, I've been there a few times. So if you want to come into town, get like some classic like Tex-Mex enchiladas or tacos or burrito. I mean, that's a fun, really, place to do that, and they do it really well. They've been in business a long time, and it's kind of a classic Tex-Mex experience. It's good food. Right on. And then another one that I was reading about is called Hypnotic Donuts. I guess it's it's kind of like the rage right now, right, where they're doing all these like really funky variations on donuts and stuff. And and so I was reading that that's one of the, the places that everybody really loves to go to for breakfast. Yep. Those are popping up everywhere, all over town, those specialty donut shops, and that's that's definitely a big one. Yep kind of going back a little bit you talked about when you first got here you're more of a country boy from louisiana <laughs> we don't want to miss out on talking about pioneer plaza where they have all the bronze uh, cowboys and cattle yeah you know i haven't done that experience so maybe you can share that with me <laughs> no that's fine uh, i was just reading about it at the visit dallas website and apparently it's just kind of an homage to the the history of of dallas and mm-hmm. and how cattle is like a big thing in texas and there's just statues of cowboys and a whole herd of cattle. And it's just kind of like a whole unique thing. Yeah, we have that throughout throughout the Metroplex. I guess it's a local artist that casts these in bronze or whatever. And, uh, um, you know, we have a, a long history of the, of the cattle drive ending up here in Dallas. Some of that art and history and that culture they're bringing forth with all that's really cool. Right on. And then for people that aren't really accustomed to being on horses and, and around you know, cattle, stuff like that, I, I saw a unique experience at the Texas Horse Park where you can go and just ride horses for uh, you know, part of the day, the full day, whatever you want to do. You know, if you're a city boy like me and you don't really get around <laughs> uh, horses very often and, and things, having that experience and having that opportunity is something you really want to just take advantage of while you're in town. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're known for our cowboy hats and our boots. And even though we're we're, we're real metro here, but I think if you're going to come experience some of that, this is a good town to come do that in. So a good activity for the family. Uh, if you've got some kiddos to get going out with, with the horses like that, it'd be really fun. Right on. Well, hey, you PT, I really appreciate you being on the show. PT shared a lot of other things with me as well. We're going to have all that in the show notes, but now it's time for the final countdown. So PT, if somebody only had time for one meal and when they come to visit Dallas, where should they go and what should they eat? The Mikosina Sunset Fajitas are just really hard to beat. And so Mikosina is a nice chain. It's around typically in every part of the metro. So go to Mikosina, get the Sunset Fajitas. Can't really go wrong there. Well, that sounds really good. My wife uh, loves Mexican food, so we're going to have to hit that one up. (laughs) So you've been there now almost two decades. You certainly have like a, a couple memorable stories. What's your most memorable stories of being in Dallas? You know, I met my wife here. And so early on, we would drive down into Deep Ellum or the different concert venues in Dallas, whether it's the Granada or the Kessler, and just hit up the local and national rock music scene and just see the acts that kind of came through town. And so we were coming down into Dallas. I think one of our first dates was to go see the Killers at Trees in Deep Ellum. And then we had, of course, that dinner after that, like a late dinner. And just that's kind of how what I think about when I think about like the Dallas area is kind of my early dating life with my wife and really just exploring the city and just like having good times, listening to good music and having good food and kind of uh, experiencing it that way. So that's kind of what I think about. Right on. It's building that relationship and creating those memories that are going to last a lifetime for sure. Speaking of happy times, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Dallas? 
a place on Olive Street literally called the Happiest Hour. So that's, that's, that's one of the hotter places in town right now. It's one of the bigger bars close to American Airlines Center. I think it's got $3.50 domestics. And so if you're going uh, to something at the American Airlines Center for a concert or catch a Mavs game or a Stars game, then that'd be a good place to kind of start your night, to uh, hit up that happy hour. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. And so whenever I travel, I always try to find a place where I can grab a you know, local flavor of uh, pepperoni pizza. Where's the best pepperoni pizza in Dallas? We've got a lot to choose from, certainly. We're not known as being a pizza town. We've got a place that's been here a long time called Campisi's, and they've got kind of a thin crust, uh, simple pepperoni pizza that's one of my go-to favorites. They make them kind of personal pan style. You can actually get them in Love Field when you're coming off the airplane there. You can pick up a Campisi's pizza right there. A lot of history if you go to the original one on uh, Mockingbird in kind of the university area. It's just got a lot of history, cool with the with the mafia, Dallas mafia and stuff, and really cool like artwork on the on the walls, and really kind of a, a neat local experience, and really good pizza. So. That sounds perfect. That sounds like a good time. Thanks for being on the show. I've known you for several years. For people that don't know, the conference that you run called FinCon has been one of the reasons why I've been able to actually put this show on. It's enabled me to to build a side income and create a lot of friendships and, and relationships that has allowed me to go off on my own, but. For the people that don't know who you are and what FinCon's all about and what you do with your website, PT Money, uh, can you share a few words about that? Sure, absolutely. I started a site called ptmoney.com back in 2007, really just a way to kind of share my story with money and, and maybe share some tips and tricks. One of the uh, articles on my site is 29 frugal and fun things to do in Dallas. So you want to check that out before you come to town. Uh, but you mentioned FinCon, also have started that and We've been doing that eight years now. It's a conference for financial media, people who are just interested in personal finance and talk about it online or through a podcast. We get together every year in a different city. And so thank you for being a great guide from year to year to help people with their travel, whether it be their reward points or how to make the most of kind of their travel experience and kind of being a guide through the years for people. But yeah, it's an honor to run that event. And uh, certainly anyone who's listened to this, who who has an Instagram channel about money or investing or, or does a YouTube channel or has a simple blog or whatever it is, certainly come out to the event and uh, experience this great community that we've got building. So, and that's at fincontexpo.com. We'll have all the links in the, in the show notes, but like you said, you know, I've been able to give some tips as far as travel and saving money that way. But one of the things I love most about that whole community is that everybody's helping each other out. Everybody has a certain skill and expertise and they're all kind of coming together and sharing their, their best tips and gathering tips from somebody else. And that way, just everybody's helping each other just be that much better at what they're doing online and, and uh, with social media. Yep, absolutely. Such a great group of people. When it comes to money, we're the widows online talking about. And so it kind of creates a natural uh, bond between us all and puts us in more of a collaborative posture. And and thank you so much for having me on your show here. It's an honor to do it. And hey, if, if anyone comes to Dallas and you wants more of an even more personal recommendation or just wants to reach out and say hi, please do. I'm, I'm on Twitter at PT Money. You can also just email me PT at PTMoney.com. Okay, perfect. Well, again, thanks for being on the show. Look forward to seeing you next year and uh, have a great day, bud. Thanks, Lee. There's so much to do in Dallas that we didn't even get through half of the places on my list. It's great that there are so many fun parks to explore and to get exercise. And I'm totally going to need that after chowing down on all that delicious barbecue brisket and Tex-Mex. I need to schedule my next visit so I can also attend the Texas State Fair in October. What's your favorite thing you learned about Dallas? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Dallas or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. 
Join us in the next episode when Josh Ellett shares awesome money-saving ideas and tips how to have the best theme park experience on your Orlando vacation. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you like this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe so that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest learning about your favorite boarding area travel bloggers with the Now Boarding Podcast, hosted by Ed Pizza. Each episode features an in-depth interview with one writer to discover their passion for travel and rewards. Let me know what you think.